guys. I am Kamiko McCoy, and welcome to another episode of Love Pop Culture, the podcast where we talk about love, relationships, pop culture, and everything in between. Uh, we're doing things a little differently this week. We have an announcement, and by we, I mean I. Um, while I selfishly would love for my co-host, Jewel Wicker, to stay, she is signing off to continue pursuing her career as a freelance writer in Atlanta. Um, super, super proud of her. If you have not seen it, Jewel just got, I don't, what do the kids say? Flewed out? Flewed out. Um, to write a goddamn cover feature for Teen Vogue on a tennis star, Coco Golf. Um, it's her first cover, and I'm so, so proud of her. So please follow her on Twitter at Jewel Wicker Show um, and show your support. So she's signing off for now for Love Pop Culture co-host, but I promise you're in good hands with me and this white wine that is serving as my co-host today. Please don't judge. Uh, moving right along, today's episode of Love Pop Culture, we're talking about a uh, those feels again, how Robin Thede continues to create space for Black women with a Black lady sketch show, and what it means on Black women's equal heyday. If the title alone does not pique your interest, friends, I'm not sure what will. I want to start by saying that I'm often late to the party when it comes to listening to new music. So don't judge me. I know uh, Those Feels Again by Snow Allegra has been out for a minute, but shut the hell up. Um, I get intimidated by the hype. So like, for instance, when Six Likes Six Like dropped his uh, East Atlanta love letter late last year, I did not get hip until earlier this year. I don't know what that says about my personality or my anxiety. Um, but I am blessed to say that we finally have new music from Snow Allegra. And this is a singer's follow-up to Feels, which I believe dropped in 2017, and it is exactly what I needed. There are a lot of artists with like sad girl vibes, you know, um, peace hamster vibes, but Snow really, really does it for me in this album. Um I loved it, but I, I think I'm 100% willing to admit that I am actually not a music reporter and like I should not be trusted to give you my musical opinion because um, most of the time it's trash and it's based purely on my feelings, not on the sound at all. Um, so I will defer to the album review that was published in Variety by Jim Oswald. Apologies if I, if I pronounced that wrong. I think I pronounced it right, but apologies if I did not. Um, the writer compares the sounds to something that you'd hear from like a Stevie Wonder or a Kanye West or an Erica Badu, uh, even going as far to say there are bits of um, Prince or like a Michael Jackson that you kind of hear. Um, again, I'm no music reporter, but would I be kind of crazy if I said that I heard even like a little bit of wine, like Amy Winehouse in that? Like R.I.P. Bless um, in the song Find Someone Like You, I could have sworn that was an Amy Winehouse song. So it's definitely my favorite on the album so far. If you have not given it a listen, and I want to say for some of y'all, maybe given the listen two or three times through before you put your opinion on Beyonce's internet may be within your best interest. You know, not saying, but saying. Um, listen and like, let me know what you think would song work best. If you like the album at all, all or like if you think you, she should have come at it from like a different perspective if it's better than her first album yada 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 um okay now that i've gotten that out let's move on
Black Lady Sketch Show. Folks, how many of y'all have watched it? And what did you think? I'm asking that, but I don't care. Regardless of what you think, if it's like, ha ha funny, or if you're like, my ribs hurt, I'm on the ground, please someone save me, call the ER, um, I'm on the floor rolling. I think mostly I am just excited to see a place of experimentation for black women. You know, oftentimes I feel like black people in general, we're just like having to come out of the gate with this perfect piece of work, you know, like we're expected to put out like a hidden figures or like an insecure or something like that. Like as soon as we come out and I feel like the more and more space that people like Issa Rae and Amanda Seals and Robin Thede create for us, the more and more space that we have to kind of play around and see what works and what doesn't. Um, I feel like we need that space. How do we reach a bigger audience? How do we reach a, a more diverse audience? You know, um, I'm constantly even having to remind myself that black people, black women, people of color are not monolithic. Um, you could even see it like, for instance, like I did like a Twitter poll asking um, if people would like to see like an odd account out of context, um, different world, Fresh Prince or Martin. And there were so many different opinions. I personally would like to say that I'm part of the Martin Hive. Um, if you're not, sucks to suck. Um, but it doesn't hurt that in addition to having kind of that diverse audience, you know, that is that is gearing toward that. Quinta is on it. Quinta Brunson, who originally comes from BuzzFeed, if I'm not mistaken. A lot of people say that we look alike. I don't necessarily see it. I think that we're maybe just both very um, vertically challenged brown girls who sometimes talk back. Um, but it doesn't hurt that her and Robin Thede are in it. Special shouts to Robin, because if you remember, uh, last year, I think BET actually pulled the plug on her critically acclaimed late night series, The Rundown with Robin Thede. Um, and I'm going to do a shameless plug here. I don't care who likes it. Um, but Adweek's Jason Lynch, uh, wrote a really good piece looking at how the comedian kind of bounced back after BET had canceled her late night show. So if you get the chance, please go to adweek.com, um, look for that headline. He did a really, really good piece kind of summing that up. And I think he got to talk to her as well. Um, so on that note about black women, I want to transition into more about black women. Um, by the time that you hear this, it will be well past black women equal pay day, but that shit should be year round. Um, typically equal pay day is celebrated um, a couple months before black, what it would take to be on equal pay par with what a white non-Hispanic male would win. So this year it was in April. Um, so in April, it would have taken us that long to, for the average woman to work until to earn as much money salary wise as her white non-Hispanic male colleagues earned by the close of 2018. But for black women, what's interesting here, but black women, um, equal pay day is actually August 22nd. So April, May, June, July, August, 22nd, meaning that they must work for four months more than white women and eight months into the quote unquote new year before earning as much as their white counterparts had white male counterparts, excuse me, had earned in 2018. Um, for Forbes writer Brianne Garrett reports that black women are actually paid 61 cents for every dollar made by a white non-Hispanic male, which adds up to get this $23,000 a year or more 
than nine hundred thousand dollars. Nine hundred nine zero zero comma zero zero zero. Do you know how close that is to a million dollars? And you telling me I'm missing nine hundred thousand dollars over the course of a forty year career. At this pace, black women would have to wait until two thousand one hundred and nineteen to reach equal pay. To reach true equal pay. Jesus Christ. I don't know if y'all know this, but there are literally fires uh, raging across the earth. Um, So I don't know if we have that long, you know, Um, maybe sooner rather than later. I don't know. Just a suggestion. Good God. Um, And not to be all up in your business, but like the question has to be posed. How do we deal with this? How do we fight it? How do we help ourselves pull each other up? You know, sisters helping sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Hood of the traveling pants. I said that wrong. Don't care. Um, but like I've, a couple of tips that I have learned along my short career is um, talking about how much you make with other women, other women of color, other black women. Um, L'Oreal Thompson Payton, who goes by LT in the city on Twitter, hosted a really good webinar in April that I attended that kind of laid it all out. And I think she did a, an incredible job Um So for sure, hit her up for the presentation on best practices if you are applying for a new job or if you're getting ready to um, ask for that salary raise because, girl, you've been there for a year and you deserve. Um, But I will lay out just kind of some of the things that I learned while I um, was sitting through the webinar. Um, First of all, use all of the resources that are available to you to calculate your salary. While I will say that, like, Salary and Glassdoor are great, great resources. I would suggest taking it a step further by talking to your coworkers and other people that are in your industry to kind of learn how did they get to their salary? How did they negotiate their salary? um, What is their salary? You know, how does it compare to yours? How does the work that they do compare to the work that you do? Kind of taking all of those things into account um, would definitely benefit you in the long run in learning how to go about making sure that you are getting every bag, every every dollar that you deserve, um, and securing your bag, collecting your coins, and whatever else Cardi B says. Um, my second point for my media folks and journalism pals and people who are working in nonprofits, like I totally get that you're passionate about the work. Me too, sis. But don't feel bad about being in your bag. Okay, make a paycheck. Don't let these people overwork you and underpay you. You deserve. You work hard. Um, just think about all of the work that you're putting in. Like there's nobody in my industry that I know that works a nine to five, like they clock in at like nine, nine 30, take an hour lunch break. And then like leave at like five, five 30. There's literally no one in my industry that I know that does that. I have friends who have literally like not even 30 years old had to be like, girl, I cannot do this anymore. I got to take a mental health day. I got to take a mental health month. I'm gonna take a break from work and I'll be back. It's a lot of work and you deserve to be paid for it. Um, my third point, the best time to talk about money, especially if it's a raise is during the job interview process. I think that's probably your most pivotal time to be able to come in and be like, I want this much. Um, but also another time is during your annual review. Keep that in mind. So like, let's say you have your one year coming up and your boss is kind of going down the rundown with you about how you've been performing. Um, Hopefully everybody has like a goal sheet or something like that, whether it's your boss that's been keeping it or whether it's you've been keeping it. 
Somebody got to keep that shit. Um, keep tabs on that, you know, use that to be like, all right, what criteria have I met so that when it comes time for my annual review, I'm able to walk in there with my head held high and be like, look, I have done this project. I've raised our, you know, our traffic, our page views by this amount of dollars, or, you know, I've increased our bottom line by this amount of dollars. Or I put on this many events or however it is that, you know, your industry works, use those things to go and in your annual review or in the job process, you know, hiring process, that's why you're going to a new job to talk about those things, highlight yourself, gas yourself. Cause I feel like in the very end that will bring in that bottom dollar for you. Um, point four, we have one more point. Stick with me, stay with me now. Let the church say, amen. Keep a good work folder. A good work folder. A good work folder is a folder that you have um, just kind of been like a drive or on a Google Doc that literally keeps track of all the good shit that you've done. Whether it be a presentation that you put together or an event that you did or some numbers that you increased or a bottom line or whatever it is that you did, this will help you keep tabs on like the incredible things that you've done. So when it comes time to negotiate, you have that that you can literally pull out and be like, "Padow, these are the things that I've done. I want my money pay up or whatever Rihanna said. Um, this is an amazing point that I personally learned. So I've been keeping a good work folder. I keep a lot of it on my portfolio, but, um, this is something that I first learned to get from, um, Lauren Colley back when I worked at the AJC, shout out to her. Um, when I first started in social media, um, she was kind of like, you know, one of the important things that you do while you keep here, while you stay here is, um, do a screenshot of the good tweets that you put out. How much interaction did it get? If we ever send you a note being like, hey, traffic increased this much this month. Um, thanks for your help. Take screenshots of those things and keep it in your good work folder. So when it comes time to negotiate, you have those things. And the last point is sometimes um, you ask for a raise and it gets rejected. That's okay. Lower your shoulders. Take a deep breath, sis. If you're not ready to leave the company over something like that, it's a good idea, according to L'Oreal, which I 100% agree with, to go back and see what else they can offer you. And this goes the same for your negotiation process when you're interviewing for a new job. If they can't offer you a larger salary, can they offer you a moving stipend? Can they offer you extra days off? Can they give you more PTO? Can they offer you summer Fridays? Can they offer you a longer lunch break? I don't care what it is, but if you're if this is the job that you're gunning for, negotiate the hell out of it. If it's not a salary that they can offer you, what else can they work with you on? You know, is there a couple of conferences? Um, like for instance, I'm going to ONA, um, New Orleans this year. Super, super excited. If you're there, please say hello. Um, you know, and I was able, that was something that I was able to negotiate and be like, Hey, this is something that's very important to me. Like, I would love this to be part of what I do. And my company was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we'll work with you however we need to work with you for you to get there. So coming into it, whether it be your one year salary, your annual review, or whether it be you're coming into a new job, if the salary is something that they're kind of hard to budge on, see if there are other things that they're willing to work with you on. A lot of times you'd actually be surprised on what they're willing to work with you on. Um, okay. I'm out of breath and that's enough um, newsy talk. So let's go ahead and move into who we're giving big ups to this week. Me. 
I'm the big ups. I'm big upsing myself. I don't know if you can do that, but I'm doing it. Um, I am the big ups because I'm going to Afropunk in Brooklyn this year. One, I want to note that those tickets hurt my wallet a lot. So catch me eating ramen. Not the good kind in New York either. You know, like definitely the kind of the, the package with like way too much sodium. And we're not even sure if it's food because I've been seeing it around the Internet fixing bathroom sinks and all types of other shit for a while. But sips one, a bitch is going and that's what's important. I actually went in Atlanta last year and stood in heels for three years to see Solange. Um, do I have regrets about the heels? Yes. About Solange? Not, not a one, not a one. I would 100% do it again. Um, this year, the lineup uh, includes FKA Twigs, Leon Bridges. Hey, boom. Leanne Mahavas, Goldlink, Tierra Wack. Hey, boom. Raven Lene, who I saw perform once before a SZA concert in Atlanta last year, and I'm still not over it. So, hey, boom. Um, if you see me there, say hi. Would love to meet. Um, super, super excited. This is going to be dope. Um, by the time that you guys hear the next podcast episode, I will have been there, sweated my hair out, sweated my clothes out, but please know that I gave it my best. And if you see me there and I look a mess and I have sunglasses on, please ignore me. All right, pub, love pop culture pals, pub pals. <laughs> pop pals love pop culture pals same thing um this wraps up yet another episode of the podcast and we're so so happy that you joined us and by us i mean me i like we language huge fan of it um this episode of love pop culture is edited by simon illa with music by matt b thank you for joining us wherever you get your podcast please take a moment to rate like and review us subscribe to love pop culture um, it makes it easier for new listeners to find us. It means a lot to us. And again, by us, I mean me. Um, so we'll see you back here again in two weeks. Until then, bye. <laughs>